Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat. I hope you guys had a fantastic week. This episode, I had the pleasure of speaking to dating coach DM Woods, and we kind of delved in into a variety of different topics. One, of course, being about the different types of dating, the things that we do that can impact the choices that we make, um, and the options that we have when it comes to this thing called dating. So if you guys are interested in learning more and getting a few tips on what to do to secure the partner that you're looking for, stay tuned. So can you tell me how you got into the space of being a dating slash relationship coach? That for um, 10 years, I've been in it over a decade now, but even when I was in Houston. I started a singles group. Um, I grew that singles group from myself as a founding member to 2,400 singles in Houston. Uh, we would have conversations. I would always be coaching people. So it kind of was my gift working, and I didn't really know it at the time. Right. Um, and then in 2018, I went through like a spiritual journey. I got serious about myself and really started to learn what my gifts were, which is inspiring, advising, and motivating. And when I found that out, it all kind of clicked. Um, so from that point, I really got into life coaching, did that work with a lot of people that had to deal with suicide and, you know, different things that they wanted to accomplish or avoid in life, coached them through that. Um, and even when I got away from my gift, it pulled me back into being a date coach. Right. Um, and that situation itself, I actually wrote about it in my book, um, but I was able to go from being an expert at in- unintentionally dating to being an expert at intentionally dating. And that's when the whole thing just changed, where I started to be able to make a significant impact on people's lives because I saw the dating field and environment from the full perspective right. because I had an opportunity most of the players in that perspective so Mm. pretty dope interesting and it's so good to hear from a male dating coach because there's so many now that are a bit problematic um on youtube um you have those who are very alpha male driven and give all these really toxic um tips to men in terms of how to deal with women um, then you also have the Christian perspective from a lot of older men. So you have those like Tony Gaskin, uh, I think Robert Blakes, who kind of, you know, um, give a spiritual perspective in terms of dating and and more Christian minded. And then you have the infamous now Kevin Samuels, who is kind of leaning more towards this high value, you know, six figure kind of man. Um, and the ideals that that type of guy would have. Where do you see yourself placed in that realm of slash dating coach, life coach, especially in terms of relationships? Because relationships is a is a tricky one for all of us to kind of get our heads around. So Jennifer, that's a great question. And this is the answer. There's a flaw, I believe, in all of that coaching because that coaching is from one side of a narrative. Mm. And I think that's the flaw. Because when you come from just a Christian's perspective, you miss a lot. When you come from just a high value perspective, 
you miss a lot. When you come from the alpha male perspective, you miss a lot. The reason why my book title is Dating Advice 360 is it's advice from a 360 degree perspective. Yeah. It looks at the whole thing. So even in my book, I talk about the 20 plus things that will actually affect a black woman's experience in dating. I have to look at all of those sides, not just right. one. And when mm -hmm. you do that, that level of coaching really starts to change because it's not me trying to push a narrative to you. It's me trying to get you to unlock what's already inside you, to get right. real about who you want, what you want, who you are, and then start connecting a dot to the two and then holding you accountable when we have those limiting beliefs so we can break them. Because that's what really keeps most people from getting what they truly want out of a relationship. Mm. That's really interesting that you said that because I was gonna ask you, in the dating cycle that we are right now where a lot of people are in situationships or they're having difficulty in terms of locking commitment down, there's a lot of not exclusive couples or people who are doing everything but committing. So what would be a tip that you have for a woman who's interested in becoming in a committed relationship and maybe the person that she's dating or seeing or has interest in is not at that point yet? Great question, right? So the first thing we have to do is we have to understand the market that we're in. Mm -hmm. Q Research Group put out an excellent study. It was released in 2020. And that is probably the most comprehensive dating data that we have right now. With that being said, let's look at the numbers. Out of 100% of singles, 50% of those singles don't want anything. Mm -hmm. That's half the daters out there. They don't want any type of relationship at all. They're not looking for anything so let's start there right. right so then the next thing the next largest group um is going to be 26 percent. 26 percent don't know what they want they don't know if they want something casual they don't know if they want something serious they don't know they're indecisive yeah that represents 76 percent of the market right right 76 percent so let's go down to what are the other numbers? 10% of those individuals, one in 10, are only looking for something casual. Crazy. That's 86%. Right. 14% <laughs> of the daters out there, 14% of the daters out there are actually looking for a serious relationship. But this is the thing. What? Are you attracted to those 14%? There we go. You might only be attracted to 14 Right. Then, you know, our half of that, so that's seven. And so then we start knocking down what you want, what you want, what you want. That list starts to dwindle. So if you start looking at everybody as an option, you start trying to open up everybody and keep everybody as a friend. If you're trying to work on dating the old way we used to do it in this mm -hmm. new way that we live, it's going to be very frustrating. It's going to be very confusing. Right. Because when you go out in a dating market, the first person you're going to probably meet is the person that doesn't want anything. Then right. you're going to meet the person that doesn't know what they want. They're going to say they know what they want, 
But then mm. when you get close, what does that person do? Oh, well, nah. it's like, come on, this is what you said. You That's the 26%. Right. And of course, you're going to run into the 10% that are sending you the explicit pictures that are only talking about sex. You're like, oh my God, like, what is going on? So first things first, we have to understand the base. Right. The base. Then we start working on a foundation. So we get to your question. What about the woman that is interested in a guy and he's not really interested in, you know, settling down and et cetera? This is where we have to be honest about what we want. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, a lot of guys are looking into poly situations, but they don't want to communicate those. What my coaching states is communicate what you want. Yep. Honest communication be relentless because this is the thing there are women out there that want a poly relationship Mm -hmm. but if you don't communicate that you wouldn't know you wouldn't know yeah and And then the ones that don't want that you let them go and I think the idea of monogamy for everyone is is absolutely ridiculous um, but I think a lot of people lead with the idea that every woman wants a monogamous relationship and a large percent do, but there are those who are happy to be in a polygamous relationship or they can entertain that idea. Um, but I think, as you said, it, it all boils down to honesty and communication. I think number one, honesty within yourself to understand, okay, what exactly do I want in this whole process? When I meet this young woman or if I meet this man, like what is it that I want? Because I think moving in intention or with intention, um, a lot of people don't do that. So on the first day, like I was, I was talking to one of my friends and the idea of dating shouldn't be as romantic as we make it out to be, it should be all about collecting data, right? I'm here to figure out who you are and if we're going to be a good match. It's not about how much money he spent on a date. (laughs) It's not about, you know, all these different shallow things. It's what, what do you want? Is it monogamy? Is it this? Do you want kids? Do you not? Do you want to be married? Do you not? And I think a lot of times it's a lot of people are scared to say their truth. So hearing that, right, you mm-hmm. would fall into what I would probably consider the sniper category, right? Uh, you, know, right. you know what you want, <laughs> you know what you want, and you're going out and getting. Now, this is a whole nother conversation, right? Okay. So we'll touch on it and you can take it however, however you want to go, right? You're the host. Okay. Um, but one of the things that you touched on, which is really big is, it sounds as though you lead with compatibility. Mm. A lot of daters out there don't necessarily do that because it's not as exciting. You're looking for that level of excitement, especially because there's so many people out there, but even that in itself is an illusion. Go back to the numbers that I gave you. Only 14 are looking for something serious. If you want something casual, only 10% want that. Right. So those two options that are out there, the numbers, those are the two least options. Those are the two smallest percents of the pie, right? So going back to that, when we look at what a lot of people will do is there's four different connectors Mm. when you talk about, you know, connecting with somebody. 
that compatibility is the glue. Mm. It's the glue. If you look at most failed relationships, I would say eight out of 10, leaving some room for error. If you say, well, why didn't it work out? You probably weren't compatible. Mm. And that number is probably larger than 80%, right? But if right. you can start with compatibility, well, now we have something totally different. Let's right. look at the other ones. The next one that first pops up is attraction. I look at a person, I look at them. Oh, they're fine. She's beautiful, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We got that. The next thing that you're probably going to hit, honestly, is sexual chemistry. Mm. Sexual chemistry can happen different ways. A lot of people don't know that sexual chemistry can actually happen over the phone, through yeah. video chat, and in person. Because mm -hmm. what ends up happening is when you start to hear a person's voice, it actually does something to you on a cellular level. And then lastly, you have emotional chemistry. Emotional chemistry tricks up a lot of people. And the reason why it tricks up a lot of people is because we get into how we connect to someone emotionally. Mm. With this, there you have at least one friend that is the complete opposite of you. Yeah. So y'all are still friends. Y'all, They get on your nerves, but y'all are still friends. This is when we say opposites attract. You might have family members like that. That emotional chemistry can sometimes catch a lot of people up because in dating, you think, oh, yeah, we're a match. It just works. And if you're looking at emotional chemistry long term, when you are working on building plans together, right. it's not necessarily the strongest thing. So mm -hmm. when you look at those four things, if you actually start, my coaching says, start with compatibility, right. that based off of that, then you fill in the rest. Emotional chemistry can be built. You know if a person is attractive, so technically you would start with that first. Right. And then the emotional chemistry is something that can be built. So right. emotional sexual chemistry will happen depending on. It may not be as strong, but then you make that decision on how important that is to you. Mm. Got it. So when you, okay, so you said I was a sniper, which is a, a very good assessment of me because I am very straight to the point. Let me tell you what it is on my end. And I, I expect the same thing back. I may not always get Love it back, it. but I, I expect it because I don't like dealing in confusion. That's just me. You I don't like, want to waste any time. You I don't want to waste time. Exactly. I don't want to waste time. Um, I, and most importantly, I don't want to waste my time. <laughs> you can waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. Now, when you talked about compatibility and also emotional you know that connectivity that you have it can kind of seem that you might feel that you are say for instance I go on a date with someone and I'm saying you know what the guy is attractive right so check off on one of your points um there is a level of sexual chemistry there maybe that's fueled by the level of physical attraction I have for this person okay cool I'm trying to define what that emotional connection might be, but I'm seeing that we are stacking up in terms of mutual interest, maybe potential values. Is that a strong enough compatibility to then say, this is something that might be able to progress into potentially something more fulfilling down the line and not a situationship or is that compatibility have to be tested over and over and over again 
to then determine whether or not this person's actually a good fit for me. So the compatibility aspect, when I look at it, is something I call a prototype exercise that I've done uh, with individuals that I've coached. Um, that exercise is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, I've literally had people move to tears off of just doing the prototype exercise in a group of people. Wow. Um, so it's something that really, it reveals what you truly want and it allows you to get serious about it because what happens is a lot of the times we lie to ourselves and we have this variability of what we truly want. Mm -hmm. Like we want this, but maybe we'll, we'll take that. Mm. But when it comes to it, when yeah. that comes, you're like, mm, it's not the ideal situation. Right. And we miss out on so much, right? Because we have that illusion that there's this big field of flowers out there, right? Right, right? So going back to that, when I look at compatibility, I start with really, what are you looking for in terms of, are they in a compatible age range that you're looking for? Mm. This is huge, right? That, this question gets a lot of people but you're a sniper yeah so I want to I want to test something right so when okay. you think about the individual that you are looking for all right yep. what is the age range of that individual realistically he no no I just want to know the <laughs> age range age range would be 36 to 41 all right 36 to 41 so this is my question for you. Okay. If you had a gentleman come to you, he's 44 years old and he is everything, everything, everything that you're looking for, would you tell him to scram? Everything, takes all my boxes. Every, checks every last box. That's a 12-year age difference. Um, he checks all the boxes. If he checks all my boxes, then an age shouldn't define whether or not it's a deal breaker. So no, that wouldn't be a deal breaker. What if he was 48? That's a deal breaker. Ah, so age does define. 46. 46. It does. Okay. Yes, it is. It <laughs> age to a certain extent. And where okay, I'm comfortable. Okay, but 46. 46. You tell him to scram or would you talk with him? I have to tell him to scram. All right. 45. Would you talk with him or tell him to scram? He's everything you want. Um, I can deal with that. It's four years old, right, so, over, yeah, my... So that's 45. Mm -hmm. Okay, what if he was 33? He's everything that you want. Income, job, whole nine yards, height, look, family guy, has a swag you want. You look at him, you go, mm. <laughs> <laughs> And he's 33, he's a year older than me, and if he's emotionally mature and... Fix all the boxes. Yes. Yeah. 
What if he was 31? Everything he wants. Checks all the boxes. He got his stuff together super early. Okay. Yes. I, I see what's happening here. <laughs> Stay with me. I'm, I'm with 29? you. 29. He has his stuff together. He has his company. He went to Hampton. I mean, if he went to Hampton. <laughs> 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 That's a different breed over there. I, yeah. 29. With the Hampton. <laughs> yes. 29. What about 27? No. No. All right. 28. No. All right. So 29. Stay with me for one second, okay? Uh-huh. All right. This is where the prototype starts. This is just the first question out of 20. Right. On age, when I asked you, what was your range? You gave me 36 to 41. All right. In your head, that's where you are. Yeah. When that 42, that 43 year old guy comes along, you're like, eh. When that 33, 31, you're like, eh. But this is the reality. We know how small that box is. Mm. If you're looking for something serious, you got 14%. Right. That 14% is all age ranges. Right. By literally having this question and conversation, I added an 11 year range mm. to the guy that you would be looking for. Right. That 11 years, how many guys single guys, does that add to the pot? Yeah, it opens uh, the pool a little bit. 10, 100, 1,000, yeah. 10,000, 100,000, millions in mm. the U.S. alone, millions. Right. So when we think about this perspective, a lot of individuals use dating apps. The first thing is inside your head, there's a variability. Mm. because you don't really know truly what you want. And I know that's crazy when I say this. Like, I know exactly what I want. No, but if I gave you that 44-year-old guy and he was everything that you want, if he was on a dating app, you wouldn't even see him. Right. That filter's there. Yeah. So what I start with, if there's availability and you want, that's a moving target. So I go through 20 items asking you just like that, Boom. If this person has this, he was everything you want. Boom, boom, boom. Then we got 20 things. What I believe is you can have everything you want mm -hmm. by taking your 36 to 41 box and expanding that to 29 to 45. What this means, not only do I have more people now, but that person has to check off all those things. If he's 28, if he's 46, no questions asked, he's gone. Okay, he falls within that dating spot, then we're gonna hit height. Then we're gonna hit race. Mm. Then we're gonna hit looks. Right. Then we're gonna hit how his social life is. Mm. Then we're gonna hit education. Then we're gonna hit what his beliefs are. Then we're gonna hit his, um, his friendship circle. Then we might hit his religious beliefs. So then if a gentleman is anyone like off at all 
off one question, we let them go. Because the reality is I've essentially opened your box big enough where you had the best filter, the best dating filter you can have, where when that guy comes through, okay, he has that, he has that, he has that. Okay, cool. I'll ask about this. And the rest of it, you can hit by the first day. Right. That way you will never waste your time again at all. Right. Past the first day. So how can and how you are, how you are, you're a sniper. So you probably would ask all those questions up front before you get to the first day. Oh yeah, for sure. And you would be bold about it. So oh, you yeah. wouldn't even waste your time anymore with that. Mm. It's revolutionary. How can we learn more about these 20 questions of yours that you've compiled together? So I offer a prototype exercise. You can go on my website, do an hour of coaching. You have that option. Um, I actually talk about 25% uh, in detail of the prototype in my book. So if you're like, eh, I don't really know if I want to invest into an hour of coaching, what you're able to do is you can buy the book. Um, the book is $36. You can read about that, but it covers so many things. Mm. I have so many hacks in that book. It is worth one month on a dating app because it will save you months on dating apps, plural, right? Nice. Um, so it's something that I'm very, very passionate about. Um, but the prototype is something that I really think that if you are frustrated with dating, if, if you're really trying to find a really good vetting process, to really test what you want. The mm -hmm. prototype is one hour of coaching. I recommend it for everybody. Brilliant. And my final question would be for you is, what is one tip that you would give to a woman who is going or is currently in the dating process? She's probably a bit fatigued with everything that's been going on. And she's looking for somebody and she wants to make sure that she's positioning herself in the best way to get that type of guy that she's looking for any tips the first you know it okay I can't just give one okay. so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a, a 360 answer okay number one you have to be clear about what you want for example what we learned today is if there's variability we're already shooting ourselves in the foot right so we got to be clear test that yeah. So once you have that clarity, then you want to understand that man, that woman. I'm putting all of those 20 things down. I'm, I'm building this person. What do they want? What's important to them? Would that person want me? Mm. Then I have to make sure that I'm putting myself in that position to get that. Now, there's three ways that a woman are, well, I would say, let's just focus on women right now, right? Because that was your question. There's yeah. three ways a woman can put herself in alignment. One, she can rest in her femininity. From a Christian perspective, now, now we're talking about that 360. So we're touching on all the things, right? I, you know, he who finds a wife, he got to yes. find me. Okay, I got it. You can put, you can put yourself, boom, resting your, your femininity, and he will find you. Mm. But you gotta make sure that you're, you've done the work, you're, you're, you're there, right? You're ready for him, so then he'll find you. Now, the only caveat to this is if your time of horizon mm. is not multiple years, right. that may not be the best strategy. 
So if you're like, oh, well, I'm in my 30s and I kind of want to have kids by a certain time, resting in your femininity might not be the best place. Right. So that's just, this is a holistic view. So what are the other two options? The next, what you can do is you can position yourself. This brings out the roof situation, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to roof and Boaz. I'm going to get coaching. I'm going to position myself and put myself in a position where he has no choice but to see me. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I like that. (laughs) There's different, there's different situations about what Ruth did, but this is the thing. She studied, she worked on, she got clear about what she wanted, right? Yeah. Then she cleaned herself up. She was the best representation inside and outside. Right. And then she positioned herself and he saw her. The next, the last one, all right? Maybe I don't have a lot of time. I gotta get to it, you know, I, I gotta go, right? Faith without works is dead. Now you got to get up, get out, and go get it. Now I'm I'm being proactive. I'm talking. I'm praying. I'm putting in work. I'm knocking. The door will be open. I ask. It will, hey, it'll be given. So there's three different levels that that woman can take based on her time of horizon and her comfort level. What so people do is we get trapped into a one-sided mindset. And unfortunately, so many coaches will give one side of this three-piece option. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because mm. I have, I've heard women that are 38, 39, they want to date, get engaged, get married, have kids, and they're resting in their femininity. Right may not be the best strategy. You right. got strategies you can try if you haven't tried it. So once she's picked her strategy, she's clear about what she wants. She understands it. She knows who she is. She picks the strategy. The next is show and improve, show and improve, show and improve. You can't allow yourself to get fatigued because you got to keep in mind the numbers. If you're right. looking serious, it's 14%. So it's get real about it. There's so many coaches out here. I love to help people. You can get the results that you're looking for, but you got to have a good plan to be able to make adjustments as well. It can't just be a one-sided narrative. That was amazing. And I think those are really useful tips because I think a lot of times when people date, they don't date with a strategy. They get dressed, they go out on that date, they sit there, and they look pretty. I'm gonna and, have a good time. And, and I'm gonna have a good time. And if it's gonna feel this vibe. Right. It's just gonna be good vibes. And if you know, if he calls me the next day, great, you know. If he doesn't and, and if he doesn't, does. it is what it is. And I love that it it has to be a strategy. And I know there's this rise of, of femininity and resting in your femininity, and I completely agree with that, but I do like the other two options that you said, because you do have to be proactive, you know, especially when the pool can be small, depending on how you filter it, as you said, um, and then all the other variables in terms of people's different perspective and where they are in their current headspace when it comes to dating. Exactly. Um, 
and positioning yourself and resting your femininity, you know, does it have, I think a lot of times, as you said, people get single tracked. You can use various strategies, ladies, when you hear this. You don't have to just say, I'm going to be a Ruth and that's the direction I'm going to take. <laughs> Look, if you're, if you're 23 years old, honestly, you don't have to be a Ruth. No, focus, exactly. Focus on yourself, right? Right. Now, when you get into your, your latter 20s, then maybe we're having that roof conversation, right? Mm -hmm. But this is also another thing that I want to put in perspective. There's a lot of differences with women and guys. So you might say when a woman actually starts to get like that, that really, really serious mark where, you know, it's kind of like, hey, I got to get like really serious. Mm. And then that mark is around 30, 35 when it, it kind of just pops. Yeah. It, it goes down because after that 35 to 40, a lot of women will start to say, well, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And you start hearing more of that, right? So you right. start kind of losing hope. But that 30 to 35 is like that sweet spot of the mountain. Mm. This is something that's very interesting for guys. That sweet spot is 45 to 50. Right. It's Crazy. a totally, totally different timing, mm. right? So most guys don't actually hit the peak of their income because a lot of people look at a guy's income. I get that. He's, he doesn't hit his peak of income to around 45 to 50. Right. So this is the thing because income is such a big factor a lot of guys will forego serious, serious relationships until they hit a certain point. Mm. You can also get trapped with a guy in that mindset because you're playing the supportive friend. You're like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go the long route. I'm going to be here. I'm going to support him. Then when he hits there, he pushes that parachute. He jumps out, baby. <laughs> so, so you, so you got to... You got to be mindful and you got to know the environment. You got to know the full perspective about what's going on. Mm. And then understand these types of data that's out there. You know the market, you know the environment. It allows you to see it from a full perspective. And that's what my coaching is really all about. That, you dropped a lot of gems. And, um, I encourage, and I will be encouraging all my listeners to definitely, definitely get the book, Dating 360. I think if you are trying to be intentional with dating, or if you just want to have a better understanding of what to do when you are about to get into that space at any age, especially now when, I mean, you have like internet and you have just an LA boy and people that like to promote toxicity with relationships and situationships. And that yeah. seems to be the norm <laughs> yeah. for a lot of people in whether your early 20s all the way up to late 